bit of Bible gymnastics this morning. Romans 12, 5. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Keeping up, Colossians 1, 18, 19. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy, for God was pleased to have his, all his fullness dwell in him. This is the word of the Lord. Alrighty, well we're here on a Thursday morning uh, recording uh, in the room that we normally gather in and um, for those of you who don't know, uh, uh, this is what the room generally looks like during the week. There's kids equipment and stuff all over the place um, because our our building of course is used for a range of things Um, but I'm here with Joy because in part because Joy will be on Sunday morning down with South Mandarin Uniting Church where he's now pastoring a couple of days a week a couple of Sundays a month Um, and Joy's involved uh, of course here at the Billabong and our leadership team but also um, in a range of different spaces. Joy do you just want to say uh, what what are the different spaces you've had the privilege of being involved in um, in the wider church you know, around the place in the last sort of season of your ministry? Yeah, um, I think I'm uh, I'm grateful to the Lord that He uh, that entrusted me with a lot uh, some things that uh, is part of the bigger body and bigger community and uh, collectives here in Perth. Uh, firstly, I. Uh, preach sometimes in a, uh, or regularly in a church called uh, Perth uh, uh, Bread of Life and uh, a, a very uh, multicultural or even uh, uh, bilingual kind of uh, church and uh, and God is doing something there uh, really uh, there are such a, a passionate kind of ministry and church that wants this country, this nation and this city and in this suburb to be to be disciple to Jesus and somewhere up north as well I go there and lead worship and sometimes preach there too because God is doing something that is a hunger for an encounter and a manifested presence of God uh, for a church and uh, very often every month and uh, I'm all involved um, on uh, Saturdays or especially third Sunday Saturdays of the month at the hill called Mispah still worship and uh, this desire of uh, uh, collective people around Perth and churches uh, who wants to seek the presence of God and to seek the, the encounter of Jesus Christ. And this is such a, a wonderful collection of uh, people who are really hungry for, to, to make, to change this, this, uh, the culture and, and to change the, the, the spiritual atmosphere in Perth. And mm. this is just uh, uh, collectively and now uh, part of uh, uh, South Mandurah Uniting Church and sometimes there's a, a group of people who are kind of passion they have passion they have passion in different uh, part of the, the community as bigger the work outworking of God in the body of Christ here but, and even for the third week of this month I'm leading in a in a in a conference uh, I mean in the like a Shabbat kind of gathering dinner together of passionate people to, to rediscover the Hebraic roots and I'm leading worship on that as well. 
and uh, so there, there are a lot of things going on the prayer initiative in the city uh, we, we're going to be involved even for this uh, so that's that's what I've been doing for the last few things and there's a lot more here and there and uh, even uh, uh, even in our own denomination as a, as a as Uniting Church, we were part of this prayer initiatives and prayer things that yep. is going on. And you've even been to Presbytery? Yes, <laughs> I did. Another exciting Two. space. Yeah, another space, yeah. These, uh, these passages from Romans 12, uh, Colossians 1, um, what's the significance of these for you and why they stand out with regards to like our being part of the something bigger that God is doing? Um, First and foremost, it's uh, our obedience to the, the command and the calling of God uh, that requires us to be, uh, to be faithful and obedient to it. And at the same time, this is where God will hold us accounted, account for uh, or whether we are obedient to that call or to this, to this, uh, this scripture that God says that we are part of, of this big, big, uh, big uh, kind of a, uh, is bigger than our congregation. Is a big thing that God mm. c- calls the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really about shifting that mindset, isn't it, from local church to kingdom. Yeah, <laughs> what, what 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 God is up to, and yeah. um, but we are a we are a part of that. And so, why do you feel it's important to be engaged in in God's work beyond our local church? There's plenty going on here in a local setting but uh, to be able to at least be aware but and if not involved in some way beyond why do you feel that's important uh, I think it's important again because the reality is that uh, the kingdom of God uh, is so big and we are part of this beautiful uh, kind of tapestry of the kingdom of God mm. and uh, and uh, this kingdom of God is bigger than our local church and uh, we have a place and, and a part to play in this kingdom and we are grateful that Billabong in, the, in our small uh, uh, kind of number in the congregation but God has given us and mandated us to fulfill this this part that we have to play in the in the kingdom in the collective that the, the kingdom of God that is been given to us and we are grateful that we are I believe that we are to be faithful in obeying this part that God has given us mm. as, as a local church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as we've said, you've, you're involved in a few different spaces. You mentioned uh, Still yeah. Worship and the Hills, uh, pastoring at South Mandra, um, the various places you preach and, and lead worship. What are you seeing uh, in, in those places or, or otherwise, what are you seeing God doing in the wider church? And, you know, what's exciting you about that? What, 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 do, you, what do you observe the Spirit of God is up to? I think uh, again, as part of this this collective in the hills, uh, there is this, you know, uh, uh, a resurgence of the remnant of the people who are very hungry to experience the reality of Jesus and the experience of the the manifested presence of God. They are they are pursuing that mm. in a very genuine, real way that they have that 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 again putting up putting the the centrality of Jesus and the putting it in a true north that we are not we you know we are not kind of uh, missing that true north in in, in uh, seeking uh, the the presence of God for our nation for this city and for the region that we are in and uh, collectively as a church as well there is this hunger to return to 
the centrality of Jesus Christ uh, to of Jesus in, in the church in, in in our community as well, and become part of that. And uh, and there is uh, even uh, how small churches are. There are this this uh, almost this uh, hunger and desire to rediscover the first love for for. Uh, the lost and for making disciple and to to become part and uh, as a church become re- again uh, uh, be- we become uh, all, almost like this relevant to the community mm-hmm. where we are yeah. and I think that's the desire and seeing this bigger bigger body functioning and taking part in every part you know almost like the ear is listening the feet is walking you know the the mm-hmm. heart is breathing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the feet is walking, and th- this is a beautiful picture yeah. of uh, what I see uh, in 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 being part of this uh, this uh, thing that's going on in our city. The hills, the region in uh, in the peel, uh, this desire of of engaging and uh, seeking God and asking God to come down and bless the city, the the mm-hmm. the, 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 the the region, the churches collectively. There is this hunger and desire. Mm. Uh, for that, and it's wonderful to see to be part yeah. of it. I've uh, I've also heard you talk a lot about uh, what you experienced in Singapore many years ago, yeah. when there was a really unique and beautiful unity among the churches, yeah. and how that actually flowed into then the the mission, just being able to expand all the more. Do you just want to say something about that uh, briefly? Yeah, uh, I have a privilege in uh, in when I was in Singapore to be part of this minute that uh, this unity movement called the Love Singapore, mm. and it's probably about seven hundred eight hundred pe- churches and pastors just loving each other and united for a very reason. One reason, the purpose is to bring uh, the nation back to God mm. and and fulfill the the. God-given destiny called the Antioch for Asia, mm. and it's just a passion. And I'm I'm so privileged to see them uh, having this church loving each other and praying for each other and really concerned. And three things that they always always kind of share with us is that we become a pastor of the city, we police the city, and we become the that that and the city is our platform. For, for touching the heart of people. Mm. And we, we do it without string attached and we are loving each other. Even to the point when I was, I have an experience during our pastor's prayer summit and the guy was saying, I have really been called to do a church plant in the city. Mm. And it was just an, like it's an overwhelming response to the, of that 700 over pastor and says, okay, since we believe that you're called we still need more churches in the city. Okay, what do you need? How much do you need? And on that very, very day, the need of a person, not just giving money, but uh, uh, the best people, uh, one church, a big church, even promised to give him a hundred people from his church mm. to be part of the core group to start the yeah. ministry. To see churches who have a kingdom heart and yeah. mindset, and yeah. just imagining if... Oh. You know, the church in Perth would do that. How more? Oh. E- how much more easily we would oh. see churches planted, yeah. letters raised. It's um, it's you know, beautiful yeah. thing. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 So it's easy, I guess, for the uh, average yeah. follower of Jesus to feel like, okay, that's all very well, but you know, I'm I'm just me. How do I, you know, have a part in that? We're just a, a small church. How do we have a part in that? But what do you what do you feel God's saying 
to us, to the Billabong, about, about being part of the something bigger that he's doing at this time? Uh, I believe that Christ uh, is the head of the church and each of us is part of this uh, the church body and we have... Each of one has a role to keep and, 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 and to, to be able to share. And again, mm-hmm. as I said at the beginning, that we, if you're an eyes, you cannot see that you, do, you are not needed because we need someone to see the end. Mm-hmm. And if you are an ears, we have some ears to hear. We are, it's not God, that's, God does not require us how big we can uh, take part and give. It is our obedience. Again, it is our obedience to God and our willingness to say, "God, count me in," yeah. and I put I, I put my faith and my obedience to that. And God was what what God is saying to us as a church that uh, He's reminding us that our life is not our own. We belong to Jesus, and we are part of something bigger than ourselves. And uh, and we will submit ourselves to Jesus and then and to each other so that we will experience this amazing God, amazing plan of God unfold in our midst. Even though uh, it's not about our size nor our uh, you know we are not the like of the the famous church our name, but it is our obedience to that call yeah. to the plan of God for us yeah. as a church as Billabongers. You said something in there just. Really briefly, it was easy to miss, but we are not our own. Yeah. And I think that is so yeah. important to remember. We belong to God. We, we, we're not our own individually and as yeah. a community. So thanks for sharing, Yui. And uh, God bless you for your ministry at South Mandra this Sunday. Praise you, Jesus, and uh, we will see you soon, Billabonga. <laughs>
Um, she really has been involved in the Church of Jesus in a range of different ways and places. So I thought it'd be just great to have you share this morning, Kaya. So thanks for coming. Thanks for being with us. Um, uh, so if, if I was just to introduce you, and you can fill in the gaps, uh, you've been a youth pastor, you've been involved in uh, sort of sports-based ministry in uh, like Lakeside, and um, uh, you're a basketball player by trade. <laughs> um, uh, you pastored a church in Thailand. Not everybody can say that. <laughs> uh, you've been involved in ministry in America and kind of between here and America with some links there. Anything else I've sort of... Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, lo- more recently, a local church working uh, with the homeless in Rockingham. So a ministry out of a local church in that way. Um, anything else I've missed? No, that no, covers that, that covers everything. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to say about yourself just to introduce uh, yourself to us or... Yeah, I just it's just a real pleasure to be here with you guys today. Um, I don't know if you are aware of this, but people say really good things about Billabong Uniting. Um, and I also want to kind of honour Luke because, again, whenever Luke's mentioned, his name comes up uh, around the city and around other pastors, everyone uh, just always has amazing things to say of how faithful he is. Um, and so I just want to honour you, Luke, in that and your desire to press towards unity. I know that started back <laughs> when we were a less mature <laughs> youth pastors. Um, but, um, yeah, just I hope you guys know how blessed you are also to have Luke. And the pastoral role can be sometimes a lonely role. So don't forget to tell him how much you appreciate him. That's the real reason he got me up here. That's no, just <laughs> yeah. Not really. I paid her to say that. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so this scripture from Genesis 1, these three verses uh, that you, you chose that David just read, why, why that scripture? How do you feel this, these words encourage us to have this kingdom perspective and a kind of a kingdom approach? Yeah. I feel like today we live in a world, in a culture that is very us-orientated. It's about how I feel, um, it's about my dreams, uh, it's about what I want to do, it's, it's me, me, me. Um, yet when we belong to God, we recognise that our story is actually very small and part of a much bigger story that God's written, that it's been around a long time and it's going to be around for a long, long time forward. And though... Each of our stories is just very small here and now. It can actually be very significant when we partner with God and his plans and purposes on the earth. Um, And so I'm always asking the question, God, what was your original heart? What what was your original design in, in creating this? And when I think about the church, it does take me back to Genesis. Right? You know, in the beginning, he created male and female, and he created them to be in unbroken fellowship with him, God and man, together. If we look all the way to Revelation, that's his plan and destiny for us, to come back into unbroken fellowship with him again. We're in the middle of this story of him wanting to restore that relationship back. Um, So there's that aspect of it, and I think also there's the aspect of it that We are created in his image. Every single person. I don't hold the whole character and nature of God. 
You don't hold the whole character and nature of God. I don't have all the gifts of the Spirit. You don't have all the gifts of the Spirit. He actually created us to live into into into. Ah, let me say it again: in interdependence with one another, not to be dependent, not uh, to be independent, but to be interdependent, working alongside and needing one another. That's why there's male and female. Um, so it actually positions me to. It humbles me <laughs> to make me recognize that I need one another. I need the church. No church has it all together. No church is the full expression of Christ. The whole body together. And I think that's where Ephesians 4 taps into. So when we get to that place of complete unity, we come to the fullness of who Christ is. So, yeah. That's good. No, it's a great reminder. And it's applicable both locally in a local context, but also but more broadly. No, thanks for sharing that. Um, what have you observed, Kaya, um, or, or even what are you observing um, that God is doing in his church and in his world? Um, big question, but wherever you want to go with that. Yeah. So, again, I think we, we have to look at the season that we're currently in. Uh, you know, time-wise on God's frame, <laughs> time frame, we're in the church age, uh, and even within that he's doing different things along that, that journey. Um, I think 2020 shifted a lot within his church. It was, a, it was a shake, whether it was a big shake or a small shake, we're, we're yet to see in comparison to some other things that might come up. But there was, there was a shaking. And I think what I, in, I guess in my opinion or what I'm seeing that the, the Lord was doing is that he was purifying his church. And, and I think that that is starting, that purifying is getting deeper. And I believe that we're in a season of preparation. I think there's been some idols in the church. Celebrity culture, the platform, business models. And I believe he's starting to, to purify some of that and bring, bring simplicity back to the love of Jesus and the pure love of, of Jesus. Um, That's good. Good. Thanks for being bold enough to say that. That's, yeah, it's good. I think we need to hear it. Um, just something you said there, I'll go off on a tangent. Um, you're pre- preparing us. Well, preparing us for what? <laughs> like what? You know, and I mean... This isn't a like right or wrong answer thing. It's yeah. What do you reckon? What's he preparing us for? You've mentioned you know a, a greater simplicity in our in our heart for the Lord. And but yeah, anything else you want to share on that? I think again, if we if we look to his story, he's wanting and longing for that unbroken fellowship. Right. Um, so what does it mean to walk towards that? He has made us in his, uh, to carry his character and his nature and to be expression of that to the world. The more we become more like Jesus, the greater our expression of his character and nature we, we give to the world. God's heart is longing for the whole world to know him. Yeah. 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 That's at the depth of his heart. I believe his, his arms are almost becoming wider and wider as... Not that they weren't ever wide, but 
but he is longing more and more people to come into his kingdom. Yet I believe for his church, our journey is getting narrower and narrower into purity. Um, and I don't like saying, oh, the, the end days are coming up. <laughs> you know, Jesus is returning in tomorrow or 10 years. But if you look back at the Bible, they were saying the time is near. Jesus is coming soon. We're always meant to have that in our mind and prepare for that moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really intrigued by your experience in Thailand of pastoring a church um, into and leading them into and ministering in the red light district um, in Bangkok. Um, has that shaped some of this for you to just go to just to look at what ministry looks like in a context very different to a small you know Aussie church and um, you know what has that kind of taught you about you know what what we as a, a local Aussie church church maybe need to um, be aware of that we just don't see yeah um, when I came to take on the leadership role at that church um, it had been a church that had been around for about 14 years uh, it w- their base was in one of the uh, most, they call it Haiso in Thailand, <laughs> but in an expensive area of Thailand, uh, in Bangkok, sorry, uh, where there were lots of malls around, there were rich people, lots of expats, uh, so a nice area. And I, I, when I moved there, I lived in that area too. It was lovely <laughs> uh, to, to live in. Um, but also when I... Uh, took over the church they were in financial difficulty and um, the lease that they had on the space that they met at was um, coming to an end and the reality was we couldn't stay there financially Um, and I was asking the questions of God do you want us to have faith that you're going to provide or do you want us to move locations and I felt him him say to, to, to look to move and so I was looking in that area, to be honest. I was, all our church members were from that area. They liked being in that area. Uh, so I was like, we'll just look here. Um, and a month out from when we had to leave, we still didn't have anywhere. <clears throat> and um, someone that my board knew mentioned of this place that was half an hour away. That's not through traffic. That's just half an hour away. <laughs> it's like an hour away in traffic uh, in this area called Patpom, which was the very first red light district in, in Thailand. And I walked into this space that was available for rent and it was disgusting. It was, it had been used as a space to empower prostitution um, and they kind of left a lot of things around in that place. But the moment I walked in there, I knew that was the place. And I looked at my board member and he just nodded his head as well. And, and he knew. Um, it made me realize to not box God in. It made me realize that we need to be willing to go into those uncomfortable places. God taught me a lot in that time about the church being the light in the darkness. What's crazy, can I keep talking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when we, the, the owners 
of that space was the actual Pat Pong family. So the, the name of that area is, is the Pat Pong Red Light District. The owners were the Pat Pong family. So these are the people we had to ask to rent this, this space. And they, I wasn't there because I don't speak Thai, <laughs> um, but my board member was in that conversation and they said, what are you going to use this space for? Of which my board member replied, uh, a church. And they always said, why would a church want to come to a dark place like this? That, that was his very, very words. And my board member replied. He said he felt the Holy Spirit straight away speak to him and say, because the church is called to be the light in the darkness. And that move didn't come without pain. I think we lost about 30% of our members that weren't willing to, to make that move. I got accused of sending people to Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, but the beauty that we witnessed of God's love for those people and that community. And I think sometimes we need to step out of our comfort zones and be willing to step into places that Jesus is already there working. Thank you for sharing that as well. Um, just to finish off, I know, I know this is the first time you've stepped foot in this place and been around us uh, with with us here at the Billabong. But do you have any suggestions on how you think we uh, can be engaged in the something bigger God is doing at this time? I think going back to to what I mentioned before, the first thing is to just keep growing closer to Jesus. I think the more that we encounter his heart and the more we see him clearly, that we'll be able to discern more what he's doing. I think as we love him more, then we'll love others more. <coughs> so just like, firstly, <laughs> and I love that that's one of your, your core values about Jesus at the center. Like just, again, that purif purification let him come in and show you the things that are keeping you from loving people and forgiving people, all those things. Um, and then secondly, I think the key is being willing to be uncomfortable, uh, to challenge yourself to go into uncomfortable places um, and do uncomfortable things. Uh, you know, I know Luke is very connected uh, in, the, in the city and with different pastors, so what would it look like for you and maybe a couple of other people to say, hey, Luke, what is it, who do you know or who do you trust where we could just go and see what they're doing to love the poor? Um, even to go beyond denominational lines, I, I feel like that's something that we're going to see in the coming years as God's going to start breaking away the denominational lines as he brings his church into greater unity. So again, what does it look like to step into other church environments that don't feel comfortable to us? And seek, again, always ask that question, God, what are, you, what are you trying to show me? What does this say about your heart? What is your design for this place? Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you sharing, Kaya.